You're listening to Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball. Welcome into Extra Innings, brought by Next Level Training Center in Greenville. We appreciate Trent and Gaynell Brett uh, uh, very, very much for their sponsorship of the show. Uh, hey, Pirates, uh, looking pretty good this week. And with us right now, we have Bubba Rosenbaum from China Grove, North Carolina. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Good, my friends. Uh, we have uh, Scott Rogers with us, the play-by-play voice of the East Carolina Baseball Pirates. Scott, man, how are you? Doing great, Dave. How about you, man? Doing well. Uh, you know what? I was uh, thinking about you, and I'm going to say this quickly, and then we'll move on because I know that you've got to prepare tomorrow for uh, tomorrow's game, and uh, you have studying to do in college. I can't believe uh, Bubba uh, Scott a sidebar thing here. Fun fact: I've almost been out like I've been out of like college like twenty some years. You know, like going on twenty six years, something like that. And uh, Scott reminded me how old I am. Uh, in the green room, but uh, Pirates, I tell you what, really proud of the Pirates, and I love this group, Scott. You know, I think they've taken way too much criticism, as much as I love our our fan base, appreciate the passion, but I think that once uh, the season rolls on, it's a very long season, I think that everything is going to start to gel. I think you're starting to see bright spots uh, already early on in this um, 2022 campaign. Yeah, pretty much agree with you there. And you know, a lot of people still got to realize this is this is still a young, young team. You know, you look at this lineup, and there's still a lot of freshmen, sophomores in that lineup. And it's like you said, they've got to figure it out, and they're starting to do that and finding ways to win games. Obviously, Sunday, game two on Sunday, I should say, um, Jacob Jenkins Cowart coming up with that big solo shot late in the game to take the lead. Uh, you know, like you said, freshmen, young guys. They're finding their way into the lineup, and they're doing a great job once they get there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and we'll certainly talk more about that St. Mary's series and uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward and the week he had uh, later on. But, uh, you know, to start off the week, Pirates uh, made a road trip up to southwest Virginia uh, for a couple of games, uh, one against Virginia Tech and then also on Wednesday against the Ratford Highlanders. Uh, so we'll start off that game with the Hokies. Pirates really uh, put the bat on the ball pretty well early on, but didn't have anything to show for it. And then uh, uh, after both teams were unable to capitalize on some opportunities early, um, the the Pirates were really not able to get much of anything going uh, for several innings against uh, several quality lefties for the Hokies. Yeah, Virginia Tech, uh, very good baseball team. Very good. Uh, Definitely going to be a contender in the ACC this season. Uh, Also, very nice facility at Virginia Tech. I was very excited about making that trip specifically for that because I know that they did some remodeling a few years ago, but it is very nice, very nice up there in Blacksburg. Uh, but on the game, like you said, you know, Bats had a tough time getting going. Um, same thing, Nick Logish didn't look bad on the mound, gave up a couple runs, but uh, he, he just couldn't quite get the Bats going in that game. And, you know, and you, you know, everybody has those games and, I think that was just one of them for the Pirates. No doubt. I, I uh, you know, when again, Scott, when, when you look at it, one of the things I want to tell Pirate Nation, 
uh, for people that don't know the names, they look at the schedule and obviously Virginia Tech is, uh, we know about football and they're, we know what their basketball team did Saturday night, but I don't think people realize how great Cliff Godwin is. And what I mean by that, one of the things he does that does so well is scheduling. I mean, if you don't, they don't understand that if you schedule, you know, uh, names that, you know, cupcakes like they think then our, our RPI would not even be worthy of maybe barely getting to regional. But when he's scheduling quality opponents, um, then all throughout the, the year, all season long, this is, I think he said it too, this is the toughest schedule I've seen since he's been in Greenville. Maybe that's my opinion, but uh, from top to bottom, from start to finish, I think this is by far the hardest schedule, and I hope Pirate Nation will appreciate that. Yeah, and Coach Godwin even said that himself on Media Day this year. Uh, it, it's very tough schedule. You know, you look at St. Mary's this past weekend; they came in with twelve win or ten wins, I think it was, whatever it was. Um, tomorrow, Old Dominion. I think they're twelve and one coming into that game. Um, so playing, and the big thing, especially coming up the next week, Old Dominion, Kyle to Charleston, and UNCW. Five games on the road. Every single win you pick up out of those is going to be key, not only because it's a road win. Um, and we, and me and Coach O talked about that in the broadcast Sunday. Um, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, get irritated talking about RPI this early, but it's important. It's important to talk about because it's really the most important thing when it comes to June. No question about it, Scott, because again, you know, we talk about obviously you and I and Bubba and everybody listening and, and uh, watching this show, whether it's live or archived, uh, we want to go 56 and 0 for the return the regular season and win every single game. We know that's not possible, but uh, we obviously don't want to lose. Um, but when you're losing to quality opponents and then you win a lot of games, then that says a lot for your program. It says a lot for the recruiting we have right now. Uh, when you have young guys that are making big contributions to this team and you know, it's funny you said that, Scott. I was thinking about last week, and I forgot until you said it, uh, the fact about how young this team is. I mean, I haven't looked up and down the roster since preseason. I'd have to look at it again. But I, that's something that was eye-opening to me, how young the team is. But yet, they're still – this is not a disastrous season, right? We're still doing very well. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's obviously a ton of, ton of baseball left in this season. And, you know, going back a little bit to the RPI thing, you look at this team, like we said, a lot of baseball left, and you said losing the quality opponents. This team, the losses they have, other than Bryant on opening day with that blowout loss, this team has not lost a really blowout-ish this year. Um, and that's one thing they battle in every single one of these games. Um, yesterday with game one of that doubleheader down pretty big, to St. Mary's, bottom of the ninth, they start working their way back in it, came up a run short. But that's the thing about this team is they they never give up, never give up. And, that, and that's just – that's one great tr trait about this team. And it says a lot about them. It, it tells you that they are coachable. i tell you why, because you always hear about how a team is reflected upon the head coach. I mean, are, who would actually – go against Cliff Godwin, right? I mean, he is uh, phenomenal. He knows how I feel about him, uh, again, personally and professionally. And, you know, that guy has so much grit. And I feel like between the coaches, it doesn't matter, people that are behind the scenes, I think the world, Malcolm Gray. I mean, you can think about all the people, Coach O, yourself. There's a lot of great people involved in the program. But 
that word grit is something that I think really describes this program. Absolutely. Um, you know, putting that into these guys and those guys know it. Um, obviously, you know, it starts from Coach Gowan installing it into these guys. But, you know, just to have that mentality and it is it will help them so much throughout the year, not only help them right now, but it will help them when they get to June as well. As far as that goes, I know that this uh, we talk about the in-state rivals. That's one thing, Scott, that we talk about a lot on this show, the sports objective. Of course, this particular case, extra innings is the quality of baseball in North Carolina. And, you know, we don't have to travel. We are traveling outside the state. But, you know, when you think the likes are coming up, when you have uh, obviously E-Line comes to mind, when you have NC State still on the schedule, Duke is on the schedule again, UNCW, there's so many schools that can rattle off. But that doesn't hurt that you're one of the best states in the country for baseball. Oh, absolutely. And not just at the D1 level either. I mean, you look at Pitt Community College, a great program there. You look at Barton and Wilson, an outstanding program. Um, Chowan, another great program in this state. And, there, and, and you look at this state, too. You know, obviously you have really good programs like East Carolina, North Carolina, NC State. And then you look at programs that, as well, like Appalachian State, schools like that, they're still, they might not be at the level that East Carolina and North Carolina is, but still really good programs. You know, me and Coach O talked about that a couple weeks ago, where there's not, there's never a bad baseball team in this state every year. Um, and like you said, that says one thing about this state. Um, I think one cool thing, though, that would be interesting to see is a North Carolina tournament almost. Um, you know, you get ECU, UNCW, Campbell, uh, a lot of the uh, pretty much every D1 school in this state and get them together and play something, you know, at the Mudcat Stadium or the Durham Bulls Stadium. That thing would be amazing to watch. <laughs> I tell you one thing, they would whoever puts that tournament together would make a ton of money because there's so many great schools in a short drive that they would definitely be uh, well supported there. Uh, talking about our program, right, Bubba? Yeah, uh, no doubt. And, uh, you know, guys, I had stepped away for a moment. But, uh, did, Dave, did you mention the, the Radford game yet? Uh, no, I was waiting. Uh, we were getting ready to move uh, on. But, uh, I was waiting on for that for you. No, with uh, that Radford game, obviously, coming off the loss at Virginia Tech on Tuesday, um, loved the way the Pirates uh, jumped on the Highlanders um, two runs in the top of the first. And then um, – you know, Ratford um, responded right away, one with the run in the bottom, and then um, I think somewhere there around the middle innings um, tied it up. And so that was a game that was two to two there in the middle innings. And then um, the Pirates did what they needed to do to to create a seven to two advantage before holding on for the win. Uh, Merritt Beaker got got his first start as a Pirate. Uh, went three innings, did walk three, but uh, overall not a bad start for Merritt. And then uh, what about? Dylan Danny Bill coming out of the pen and going four innings. Yeah, like you said, Merritt didn't look bad at all on the mound for that being his first start. And man, we we're running out of things to say about Danny Bill. I mean, he has looked really good in the out of the pen this year, um, and really every pirate pitcher has this year. Uh, that pirate, that pirate bullpen has been really uh, stellar all season long. Um, but yeah, it was good to see them respond in that Radford game. Um, and boy, let me tell you what, Radford, that is an interesting ballpark for sure. Um, uh, 
I think I talked about it a little bit on the broadcast. There are so many just weird, weird things to look at. You know, our bullpen was on the field, kind of like the old school way, but Radford's was off the field. Um, obviously, it was all turf. They had little the cutouts around the base pass and home plate were a bright highlighter red uh, that didn't match the rest of the clay colored turf. And then I have never seen this at a ballpark before, but they did not have a batter's eye in center field, which I thought was very interesting, um, especially for a Division One school not having a batter's eye. But uh, going back to the game, like I said, good to see them respond and get the win against Radford, um, especially that being a, a road win will help them RPI-wise. Dave, um, very quickly, uh, Johnny Robertson chimed in um, saying, in the first 12 games, the Pirates have given up 23 stolen bases and at least one in every game. In the last four, there have only been two. Is that something that they have been working on? Uh, Johnny, um, and I'll link this on our page, but I know in Cliff Godwin's postgame comments over the weekend, he actually addressed that. Um, he was joking with one of the uh, local reporters saying that uh, – and he asked a very similar question to what you just posed. And uh, Cliff said, yeah, we uh, started working on that more in practice recently um, since you wrote that article. But he said, no, seriously, he said um, that Wilcoxon had been battling a, a sore arm. Um, and, Scott, you can touch on that more as well. Um, and, obviously, um, the pitchers are always seeking to perfect pickoff moves and so forth. But I know he, Cliff specifically referenced um, – Wilcox and I think it was having the sore arm. Yeah, that's actually the first time I've heard of that. You know, I don't get a chance to really hear the post game interviews a lot. Um, but yes, it is it is one thing that I would obviously would know without even really asking that they've been working on with Coach Godwin being a catcher in the past. Uh, and that's one thing with this East Carolina team that is really different about a lot of teams is they're so deep at that catcher's position where if one guy goes down, you know, you've got two really good backups to go to and really pick either one of those guys to put in there, and they're going to do a great job. What I was going to say, Scott, real quick, is the surprise has been for me this year. I thought that – not that I thought that the bullpen would be bad, um, but I think that the bullpen has been uh, surprisingly good. Um, I, I, I really do. I think, uh, by the way – we hadn't had a chance to talk about it, but uh, certainly Carson Wisenhunt being out for the year that was announced, I believe, yesterday. We found out uh, sad for the program, not surprised uh, with the NCAA. We're not going to get into those. We don't have enough time with you tonight. Um, disappointed with that decision. I would just say that by the NCAA and uh, hope that is true. What, what he said is he'll be back next year. I just don't believe he'll be back, but I hope that's correct because we would love to have him back another year. Yeah, you know, it sucks what happened, but, you know, it is what it is. Carson admitted to it, basically, in that statement he said. But uh, it's just disappointing. Um, but, like you said, would love to have Carson back next year, but do wish him well in the Major League Draft this year if he does declare. And one more thing as far as that's concerned, Dave, um, you would expect nothing less um, than what Cliff Godwin did. You know, you know we've all made mistakes. Uh, if some of the mistakes I've made uh, came to light, then I probably wouldn't be the head coach at East Carolina right now. So, you know, props to Cliff Godwin for uh, having Carson Wisenhunt's back. But um, not that that's any surprise. That's 100 percent what you would expect from uh, a player's coach like Cliff Godwin. 
Oh yeah, and I don't want to sound like I wasn't. I was just making a statement. I'm not anti. Oh yeah, that that, that was purely more information. That that was not in response to anything you said. Yeah, um, I just want to let everybody know that I'm a huge Carson Wisenhunt fan. We got a chance to, Bubba and I, um, we got a chance to know the family just a little bit. We got a chance to meet them in the regional and kept bumping into them on the Saturday, I think it was, at the regional. And uh, it was, they are great people. I like him a lot personally. I was just make, I was making a comment more of a slight on the NCAA, not Carson. And uh, we'll move on. And I know uh, Scott is next man up. The good news is that, uh, not not taking him for granted or lightly, but the good news is Pirates have more pitching than him. Absolutely. You know, we said about the bullpen, how well they've done, and there's so many guys in that bullpen that, uh, like Merritt Beaker, for example, Nick Logish, that if you need a start, you can call on those guys and they can give it to you. So, Scott, moving on to the weekend, uh, you had a 12-1 and Ball club coming to Clark LeClaire Stadium out of the West Coast Conference. Uh, obviously, um, you know when when you think of um, you know baseball, college baseball specifically, um, you know you think of a different style of play out there. Uh, so St. Mary's coming in. I was very interested to see what this series would hold, and uh, Pirates got the win on Friday. Uh, a solid start for Cooch. Yeah, Cooch Mayer looked amazing on Friday. Really the old Cooch Mayer that we know he can be. Um, but like you said, St. Mary is a very good team. Um, came into Greenville. Uh, coming into that series, they had a team average of almost 350, and their ERA, I think, was 264 coming in to that series. So you knew they were going to be a good team. Um, but definitely a team to watch out for in the postseason, I think. Um, Nathan Chong. That guy, oh, my goodness, he came in hitting like 560 on the year, and he certainly showed it against the Pirates. Um, but Friday, uh, Friday they looked really good. You know, Saturday – or Saturday, good Lord. Sunday, game one, um, tough time getting the bats going. But as we mentioned, you know, this team never gives up. Got it within one run in the bottom of the ninth in that game and just couldn't push them across. And then – Game two, same thing, came back from behind, and Jacob Jenkins-Cowart knocking that solo homer in the bottom of the eighth to put him ahead was big. I wanted to say that very thing, Scott. The, how about the very fact that we are with uh, him, Jenkins-Cowart? He, does he really, he's more than – I mean, it just seems like in my mind – I know deep down he's a freshman, but he's he's not playing like a freshman. He doesn't play scared. It's amazing how young he is. I forget – I remind myself – almost game by game, the guy is only a, a freshman. Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, he's not playing like a freshman at all. He's got a lot of confidence. Um, and I think one thing that makes J.C. so uh, versatile out there is because of his athleticism. Um, you know, playing right field like he did Sunday and uh, at Radford shows that we can use him in so many different spots. Um, and I think that's one thing that they're going to be doing to help him get in the lineup more often just because he's hitting the ball so well right now. No question. And with, uh, with St. Mary's, I know with the second game, obviously we've got a few more minutes with you. Uh, the Saturday game, like I was telling you beforehand, uh, let me ask you a question, Scott. I know that it's not possible, but would you like to see the Pirates play in snow? <laughs> no, no. I, look. Being Greenville Saturday, oh, my goodness, that was the craziest weather day ever. Um, 
it would have been miserable Saturday night at Clark or Claire. I I don't blame them one bit for playing a doubleheader Sunday. Nor nor do I. It was uh, my son? We had to take him to a basketball tournament in Gates County, and driving back, it was like snow. And I said, "Thank God we're not playing baseball today in Greenville," even though I yeah, wanted would, to, uh, to listen to. Yeah, it would have been uh, it would have been miserable to play Saturday night. Hey, speaking of miserable weather, not to get off on a tangent because we'll very quickly uh, get back to talking about uh, the conclusion of the St. Mary's series. But uh, did either of you on social media see the weather that Louisville and, and uh, Michigan were playing in? Yes. Where, where yeah, it was, blow, no where it was blowing snow? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how they even played through that. No idea. And then you had – it was pretty funny um, – trying to remember the guy's name is Steven something uh, that played at UVA last year. Um, He has some pretty good tweets about college baseball and he was talking about how players for the most part would want no part of that. And that Kendall Rogers from D one baseball responded saying, Hey, just pretend that those white particles are dipping dots. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I, I haven't seen that. Now I have to check that out. I missed out on a lot this past weekend. I was fortunate enough to listen to you and Coach O, Scott, and um, talking about the the series as a whole with St. Mary's. Let's talk about the conclusion uh, with a doubleheader. Uh, get your thoughts on um, game one, and then we'll talk about game two, and I know we'll have to get out of here in a little, and we'll let you go in a couple minutes. Yeah, game one, like I said, you know, just a tough time getting the bats going, but as always, like I said, you know, this team never gives up. Brought that game within one run in the bottom of the ninth. Just couldn't quite push across that tying run. But yep. uh, and then game two, you know, getting behind again, coming again from behind. But uh, you know, can't say enough about Garrett Saylor for him to come in and pitch every single game of this series, especially Sunday pitching in both of those games. I was shocked to see him come out of the pen for game two Sunday. Um, but man, he, that dude is a competitor and he deserves a whole lot of credit for what he did. And he, he definitely kept the pirates in that game, game two Sunday for them to win it. And that very fact of Scott is somebody, I know that we have as a team sport and we pull for all our pirates, but he's one of those players that he seems, but I haven't met him personally. He seems like he's a really good guy and he has a lot of talent and it seems like, you know, that he's really this year put, putting it together, and I'm so happy for him. Not that he hasn't had success, but I think that we all know that he has a great future ahead for him, and just great great to see that it's coming now to fruition on the field. Absolutely. He is a great guy. Getting to talk to him a few, a couple times uh, in the team hotels when we've been traveling early on this season. Garrett's a great guy, great guy to talk to, um, and like you said, very talented. Um, you know, and Cliff Goblin said that post game Sunday with Coach O. He said, you know, a lot of people lost confidence in him uh, after the first two starts against Bryant in North Carolina after they moved him to the pen. But he said nobody in this dugout lost lost confidence in him, lost confidence in him, and it showed. You know, he's a competitor. He goes out there and just he gives it his all every single time he takes the mound, and it definitely proved this past weekend. No doubt about it. I know we got uh, – let's preview the games we got coming up real quick. Uh, just a thumbnail sketch. Let's talk about uh, – uh, we have Old Dominion tomorrow on the road, and then we have College of Charleston, right? Correct. And Old Dominion uh, sitting at 13-1 and one right now. So they will definitely be a tough one on Tuesday. I know Nick Logish is getting the start 
on Tuesday for us. And then Kyle for Charleston, uh, former South Carolina head coach, Chad Holbrook, now the head coach there. They're nine and seven at the moment. But with all these being road games, like we said, very big RPI opportunity this week and this weekend. It's going to be exciting to see. And how can people listen to the games this weekend? If you give us a rundown that and we'll get you, I know you got to get out of here to not only study for college, amazing, but also to get prepared to final touches on the prep for ODU. Yep. Listen to our broadcast, uh, 94.3 to game locally on your FM dial in Greenville. And then the varsity network app will get you uh, the game from wherever else you might be in the world. All right, Scott, you and uh, Coach O have great chemistry, doing a great job. Keep up the great work, and we'll look to talk to talk to you guys this coming weekend. Sounds good. Thank you guys for having me on. All right, have a great night. Talk yes, to sir. you later. Right, bye-bye. All right, and we appreciate uh, Scott coming on uh, for sure. And uh, Scott's awesome. Bubba, I appreciate him so much. Uh, he has studying to do, and I was telling him I can't imagine studying in the green room. And also, he's uh, doing a great job with uh, the Pirates. Coach O is making the trip down to uh, the College of Charleston, so you'll be able to hear him, and that'll be great. He's taking his wife down there, and uh, I know that's a tough uh, – you ask your wife, would you like to go to Charleston for the weekend? Yes, honey, I would. So I uh, appreciate you, Scott, very much for all you do for the program. I want to remind everybody, Next Level Training Center uh, is a place to go. My son and my daughter go there. My son just started back with baseball. This past week, we finished up basketball, so we're going to get him in very soon to next level uh, where they work really hard. They've got a lot of great coaches, a great facility. If you don't believe me, just go to nextleveltc.com and sign your son or daughter up right now. Private lessons, they've got an amazing staff. Uh, again, call them now, 252-756-NEXT. It's very easy, 252-756-NEXT. And we appreciate all that. Bubba, I know that we have, um, I know you got to go, but we've got some great programming coming up. Of course, we'll have uh, extra innings coming up after our College of Charleston series. Uh, We'll have that coming up. Plus, we also have, um, I think there might be a basketball coach. So we'll have, I'm sure, a show in there uh, to talk about the new coach and see where our program is going basketball-wise. And uh, I know that that's going to be entertaining. So we'll have that and much more, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, before we briefly discuss some of those things, um, we of course need to get our PGXGloves.com yes. player of the player of the week, and um, you know, PGX Gloves owned and operated by Mark Minikazi, and they do a tremendous job uh, with customized baseball gloves, batting gloves, wide receiver gloves. Uh, have some excellent swag, so go to PGXGloves.com and check them out today. Uh, you know, when you're placing your order, use promo code ECU. Uh, so that's simple enough. Use, using that promo code ECU, you'll get 25% off your entire order. Uh, so give uh, Mark Minikazi. Uh, they have some tremendous, tremendous products. But um, you know, going back to our pgxgloves.com, Player of the week, um, we mentioned JJC. Uh, what a tremendous year he is having. Jacob Jenkins Cowart on the product of Guilford County, uh, right outside of Greensboro, I believe it's Southeast Guilford High School. Uh, JJC, uh, the, the left-handed hitting 6'6 freshman, is now batting 422, and, and he was, I think, 
Jacob Jenkins Coward on his hot start to his freshman campaign. And then our PGXGloves.com pitcher of the week is um, now this is a simple choice. Uh, not that you didn't have several pitchers pitch well for East Carolina a week ago, but uh, one stood out among the rest, and that was certainly Garrett Saylor. Uh, excellent, like Cliff Godwin said in his postgame remarks, um, to see Garrett, someone who's been with the program and invested so much after having two rough starts to begin the year in that Friday night role. Uh, he had pitched well, pitched even better last week. In I think it was four appearances, he went nine innings, allowed just two runs, struck out 16, and did not walk a single batter. So uh, what a what a week for Garrett Saylor, uh, performance to earn him uh, national honors. I'm trying to remember if it's collegiate baseball or D1 baseball or maybe even multiple publications. He was a, a national player of the week. Um, by uh, one of those reputable baseball publications. So congratulations to Garrett Saylor. One of my favorites and uh, glad, very, very glad to see him do well as, of course, the Pirates too. But he's one that we knew. Um, I didn't lose my faith in him. And I know we all knew that he had a lot of talent in him. And congratulations again to Cooch for uh, he's uh, doing very, very well, which we all knew he would for this year. Uh, Bubba, do you have anything before we go, my friend? Uh, just, I'd say, you know, stay tuned. Um, Craig, I know some others were chiming in on on uh, Facebook and YouTube talking about our new basketball coach, um, University of Tennessee assistant Michael Schwartz. Um, you know, we really felt as though John Gilbert would go in that direction. You know, has been well documented his ties to. University of Tennessee, first of all, and then obviously Rick Barnes, not only from Tennessee, but also from their Lenore Ryan days. So um, not surprised in the in the least bit that he turned to Michael Schwartz to be the next East Carolina basketball coach. And uh, we'll share a lot more thoughts on the hiring of um Mike Schwartz, and you know, depending on um, the Board of Trustees' approval, uh, that meeting will be on Wednesday. Can't recall the exact time right offhand, but uh, there will be a meeting sometime on Wednesday. I believe it's Wednesday afternoon, uh, where the Board of Trustees will go into a closed session to approve the contract and hiring of Michael Schwartz as the new East Carolina men's basketball coach. And then, uh, as far as baseball is concerned, like Scooter mentioned, on the road at Old Dominion. Tomorrow, obviously, Old Dominion was one of the top 16 seeds a season ago as they were down, uh, kind of experienced the life that East Carolina experienced way back in 99 and 2000 when they were a number one seed and could not host uh, due to facilities. Um, that was the situation last year for ODU going down to Columbia and hosting there at Founders Park or uh, whatever title sponsor they have now. But um, that will be uh, – Interesting quality midweek matchup. And then this weekend, College of Charleston's not where they once were. Uh, I think they're nine and seven, and they had been swept by High Point and uh, High Point first year head coach and really struggled. But you never know. Um, uh, you got to obviously take every game uh, seriously. So the, the Pirates, will, you know, under Coach Godwin will do that, especially after what happened on opening weekend. Uh, maybe some. Uh, some of the guys not necessarily taking Brian as seriously as they should in that first game. So um, I, I fully expect a solid week 
you know, three and one, maybe even four and oh. Uh, and that would be nice to have that four and oh week and get to 13 and seven as conference play is drawing near. No question about it. We're looking forward to it. And uh, we'll see how the Pirates do. Again, our great show, Extra Innings, brought to you by Next Level Training Center. And you can just go to nextleveltc.com. Call them at 252-756-NEXT. And we want to uh, give a shout out again to Trent and Gaynell Brett. Thank you for all that you do for not only our show, but all the kids in Pitt County and, and around the area uh, and the region, if you will, because they do a lot of great work and uh, don't take my word for it. You can go and uh, check it out yourself. All right, we'll get out of here. I want to thank Scott Rogers, a play-by-play voice of the ECU Baseball Pirates. Thank you, Scott. Good luck to the broadcast and good luck to the Pirates this week. Until next week, this has been Extra Innings. Again, brought to you by Next Level Training Center right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and always go Pirates. That concludes this week's edition of Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night we will once again talk East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Be sure to follow the show on social media, at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Go Pirates!